Hey everybody, the song that you're listening to is Creep, once again, but this time it's done by the Skala and Kalinske brothers with the Belgian Women's Choir. You probably heard this song on Social Network trailer. That trailer was the only one that I saw of the movie and it made me want to go watch the movie in theaters. I hope this uh, song inspires you to go watch it if you haven't. Or just download the song off of iTunes or Spotify. On with the show. Um, this week, we talk about our fi- uh, top five teen movies. You guys get to vote on which list that you like the best. We have a special guest. K-Rock, uh, K-Rock's brother. And also, we go to a vintage uh, movie, th- uh, movie rental place. Which is pretty cool. Keep it here, keep it locked, and keep it tight or loose. Keep it something. All right, bye. It is a podcast that we talk about uh, Movies and everything related to it How's everybody doing? I am uh, one of your hosts, Pat And we got Kevin And also we have a guest here Sub is Anthony Kevin's brother (laughs) (laughs) Yes And uh, since we just finished up with all the formalities Um How's everybody doing today, huh? Doing good, man. Uh, I think we gotta we're gonna throw the audience off a little bit today. Yep. Uh, we were gonna go see X Men, and once again, we chose not to see X Men. Yeah, we chose not to go to the movies at all because <laughs> <laughs> there was really nothing that we wanted to see out there. Because to be honest, um, we're not willing to just go out and just watch any movie just so we could review it. We're going to watch a movie that we really want to watch, and there was really nothing out there that uh, we wanted to watch this you get, week. You haven't seen X-Men? No. We chose not to. Why not? We got a... Uh, I don't know. It just kind of didn't just, get our attention. Yeah. Uh, was it, How was it? It was good. I, I enjoyed it. Why? Um, this is the first X-Men review on this podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it was... It wasn't as good as Days of Future Past. I would say that was the the best out of the three last X Men movies. Um, a lot of talking in it, 
uh, that was probably the, if you watch the movie, you're probably gonna say the best scene is with Quicksilver. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, really? Just like Days of Future Past. So I, I guess I already seen the best of the movie because somebody bootlegged it like a week before the movie came out, and they posted it up on uh, Facebook. So I already saw the best of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the whole Quicksilver part, and uh, I was like, "Man, this is pretty cool." If the rest of the movies like this, I want to watch it. Then I saw the reviews. And I'm like, well, I'm happy that I didn't. <laughs> I'm happy that I didn't. See but it. yeah, uh, we chose not to see it. Instead, <clears throat> we went, uh, I guess you could say, sightseeing a little bit today. And we discovered a place called Retro Video. Yep. Super cool place. Um, kind of going back to uh, back to the nostalgia that we were talking about last week. But we'll get into that a little bit later. First, um we're going to skip the movie reviews. Well, technically, we just did a movie review. My brother just did a movie yep, review yep. of X-Men. So next up, uh, we're going to go over throwback flicks of the week. Um, I'll start us off. Um, my throwback flick of the week is a movie that I was watching right before these guys came over. Um, the movie that I chose for a throwback. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> fucking robotic interns. Um, the movie that I picked was uh, Watchmen that was directed by Zack Snyder. Um, it stars Billy Crudup. It stars uh, Jackie Earl Haley, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You know, a lot, a lot of good actors in the movie. And, you know, I'll, I, some of you that might be hearing this or, you know, you probably did this sound. Ugh. As soon as I said Watchmen, because <laughs> I know that movie got a lot of mixed reviews when it came out. Um, it was like 50-50. Like half, half of the people that saw it liked it. Half of the people that saw it didn't like it. I'm one of the people that liked it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed I, it. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it so much that as soon as it, I, uh, it came out on DVD, I bought it. And I think the people who really enjoyed it were the people who, who, who got the book and they liked the adaptation. Like it was straight from the book and then they put it into movies. But you know what? From what I read online, the people that are hardcore comic book fans that are a friend of that comic book are the ones that didn't like it. Really? Yeah, because they he did change some stuff. The ending is actually a little bit different. Um, but you see, that's the thing is the things that the comic book fans were mad about, I thought were really dumb. Like, you know, I know about film. So when I saw the movie, I got the point. I was like, I know why the director made some changes. So this is one of the biggest changes that people got pissed about. In the comic book... At the end of the movie, the world is going to end by a giant alien attack. There's like this giant squid monster that destroys New York City. Mm -hmm. So the world gets together to fight this giant alien. Now, if you were in Zack Snyder's shoes, would you do a (laughs) giant squid attacking New York? It would be kind of cheesy. Yeah, because if I'm thinking about the story, because I've never read the comic book. If I'm think, thinking about the story, it would have just been like something that you just threw out there because the whole time during the story is everything is just on Earth. Everything is on Earth. Yeah. The only the only supernatural thing or anything out of this world is uh, Mr. Manhattan. And to throw in a, a giant alien would just been like... It would have been weird. Yeah. It would have been like cheesy. Yeah. So I get the point. Like you look at the whole movie and the movie looks dark. He tried to make it, make it look as realistic as possible because that's... The story of Watchmen is supposed to take place 
like in a real world like what if this really did happen you know yeah. what if heroes didn't have superpowers they were just normal people so the fact that they changed that ending to make it seem like it was going to be a nuclear war to me made perfect sense yeah um especially in the time that the the movie or the comic book is supposed to take place yeah so and i like the fact that they focused the the movie and for and for those who haven't seen it big spoiler alert um the movie basically asks that ethical question, you know, if you had the opportunity to save eight billion people by sacrificing a hundred thousand people, would you do it? And you had the power to do it. Now, if you chose not to do this, then it's the end of the world. Would you do it? That's what the movie focuses on is that one ethical question. So I don't know. I liked it. I mean, if you if you think about other comic book movies that are out there, none of them get that political they don't get that serious so i thought that was that was pretty cool and i think the performances were really great rorschach rorschach is i yeah. think super badass uh, jane jackie earl haley did a great job playing him i thought his voice was perfect his costume everything was great so for me definitely a thumbs up what about you pat uh, my movie uh that i chose for throwback is uh constantine that was starring uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Rachel. I don't know her last name, so I'm gonna call it uh, Weezies. <laughs> Weezies. Weez. Weez uh, It was directed by Francis Lawrence, and that movie is just. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I never read a Constantine comic book before, uh, so I really don't know why everybody uh, kind of hated it because I, they said, "Oh, the guy was blonde." But this Constantine has a brunette hair. That's another thing that fans, the fanboys got crazy. They went crazy over. But to me, I'm like, I can give three fucks. Because I'm like, yo, man, uh, it's Keanu Reeves, man. It's Keanu. He did a good goddamn job. And I wish they would have came out with a part two. But they didn't. And uh, the monsters, the monsters were pretty cool. The the demons were, were amazing. Um, who else did an amazing job? The uh, the girl who played uh, and that was Tilda Swinton. Yeah, she played uh, what was that? Michelangelo. She played Michelangelo, the fallen, uh, not the fallen angel, just the regular angel. She she did amazing because like she she played off of that whole thing about are you a guy? Are you not a guy? And she played it. She played that fine line real well. And um, that's my choice. If you guys haven't seen Constantine. Check it out. It's a cool movie. It's a cool uh, hour and 30 to waste on just uh, if you if you're not going to fall in love with it, at least at least uh, what you call it. Get a little uh, eye candy from that movie because Rachel Weezy's <laughs> is fucking gorgeous in that movie. And she plays two people in there. Her and the twin. That's my review. Anthony. Uh uh, about two weeks ago, they had a sale at, at a Best Buy for uh, 80s throwback movies. And one of the f- movies that I picked up was Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, which I had never seen. <coughs> uh, John Hughes' 1980s film with uh, Steve Martin, John Candy. And it's basically uh, Steve Martin. His character is uh, an executive at some high company. And... He, and Basically, he's just trying to get home on Thanksgiving and meets John Candy as uh, he's also going off to, I 
can't I don't remember exactly where he's going, but the whole movie it's them meeting up at inappropriate times. So basically, uh, they start off just like the title the title goes uh, at an airport, and something happens to the flight. The pl- flight gets canceled, so then they end up trying to get to their destinations through uh, through cars and all this stuff. And it's basically like your typical '80s John Hughes film. Instead of having teens, though, he picked more of an adult crowd to uh, I would say. Like to market to, uh, yeah, to yeah. market to exactly. Um, pretty, it's a pretty good '80s comedy film, and it kind of towards the end, it has a really touching scene with uh, John Candy's character. If you ever watched the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you talking about that monologue that he has. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And uh, you actually find out a little bit about his character towards the end, and uh, even though throughout the whole film, Steve Martin's character finds him. Absolutely obnoxious. He he actually ends up taking him to his house to have a Thanksgiving dinner, and it's a pre- pretty good 1980s. You can spoil film. it, man. You can spoil it for people, man. That movie's <laughs> been out for 30 years. <laughs> you can spoil the hell out of that movie for him, man. All right. So basically, uh, John John Candy is a super obnoxious character in the film, and you end up realizing at the end that this wife that he talks about. Who loves him has yeah. been dead for eight years, and he hasn't uh, said said it, anything to Steve Martin throughout the whole film. So he basically Steve Martin uh, feels really bad because this guy helped him out throughout the whole time he was trying to travel back to Chicago, and then uh, just takes him into his family, and he sees how how great. Yeah, they both see how great uh, people they actually are at the end of the film, which is really great. All right. That's our throwbacks. And uh, let's go on to movie Give news. Let's shot see if one this time. fucking works. Because last time we did it. Did that come out too? Came in too hot? That came in a little too hot, but all right. <laughs> it finally worked, though. <laughs> All right, on to movie news. God, I'm so happy that worked, man. <laughs> the last time I tried playing that, some ad came up and <laughs> fucking ruined everything. All right. Let's see what we got in movie news. God, there was an article that I wanted to read out to the folks that I thought was really good. Because um, I can't remember the name of the fucking actors. If you can't. I mean, um, all right. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't remember the name of the actor, but uh, he's one of the actors that's in the movie Rogue One. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the same guy that plays okay. Hannibal Lecter in the show Hannibal. I forgot his name. He's a European actor. Oh, you are talking about the guy with the f- the funny eye? He's also yeah. in the 007 movie Casino Royale. Yeah. 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 So, um, I think it was a couple of episodes ago I mentioned that uh, the executives at Disney saw a rough cut of the movie Rogue One, and they thought it wasn't too, like, Disney enough, so they have to now do some reshoots for the movie. Now, the actor, this actor is in the movie, he um, said that the movie actually looks great, and he says that the internet is actually exaggerating because... It wasn't that they didn't like the movie. They just needed to add a couple more scenes to make it feel a little bit more Disney. Not that they're taking away anything. They just got to add. And he was saying that this happens all the time in Hollywood. 
you know, um, he says that like majority of the movies that he's been in had the, you know had the same issue. Like they had to do reshoots because you know this is all controlled by corporate Hollywood. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that Disney is actually happy that there's all this like controversy on the internet. Like everyone's talking shit about the movie because to them it's like you know any type of publicity is good publicity. So this is just gonna make people want to watch the movie more. It definitely got my attention when I read it. Like, oh shit, you know, Rogue One had to do reshoots. I definitely want to see it now. But uh, <laughs> why are you making that face? Pat? Because I was I was trying to look up the guy's name, but I can't fucking pronounce that shit. <laughs> it's uh, Mads McKinson, <laughs> McKinson, McKinson, McKinson. You see that shit? What is that? Nah, you clicked on something. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, wait, wait. I can just go back, right? Hold on. I want to see it's, his name. This is an old iPad. This is not the new one. <laughs> Let me see. No. Nah. Oh, wait. I think that was the page. Yeah. I mean, uh. Let me see. His name is like. Oh, uh, no. Nah, did I just click on the 1989 <laughs> version of Casino Royale? No, I didn't. I'm good. Uh. And I made sure that I clicked on his, his. Yeah, IMD. Mads, Mads Mickelson. Mickelson. Yeah, right. Mickelson, Mads Mickelson. Mads. You know Mikkelsen. what? God, man, we sound like idiots right yeah. now. I bet there's probably people listening. Like, yo, these motherfuckers. Are yo, just totally dissing Europe right now. Mads, if you're listening to this, man, we're apologizing that we <laughs> fucked up your uh, your last name, dude. But you're an excellent actor, man. There hasn't been anything that you've done that I have uh, frowned upon. Uh, you killed it in. Uh, Casino. Casino Royale. The Hunt. Uh, oh, I totally fucking forgot that you were in King Arthur the movie. I like that movie. That was by uh, the Something Brothers. They also did From Hell. Oh. Uh, oh, my gosh. What's the name of those? This happens every time. Man. This happens. <laughs> Yo, our minds just go blank. What's the name of those fucking the, brothers? The Hughes that? brothers, right? The Hughes brothers. The Hughes brothers, man. Yes. I thought From Hell was an underrated movie. Really? You know, I've never seen that movie before, but I just know that uh, they had something to do with both of those movies. And I was like, oh, that's that's strange coming from uh, the movies that they used to do. That is a a hell of a turn. A hell of a turn. It did. Uh, what was that movie in the 90s? The Hughes Brothers did? Boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood. Yeah. So for them to jump onto this, it is fucking, I'm like, man. Look at this growth. That's what that was. <laughs> um, okay, up next on news, there's a new The Saint movie is in the works at Paramount. No. Do you guys remember The Saint with Val Kilmer? That movie that came out in the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Which is based off of an older TV show. Um, I guess they're uh, trying to remake trying to remake the movie. The Saint was awesome, man. I mean, this was like a modern day like Robin Hood, but he was like a spy. Yeah. But in the style of a Robin Hood. You know you know what's crazy about that movie? I never finished it. No? <laughs> I never finished that movie. I tried and I just couldn't finish it. All I remember is just watching it watching the beginning of the movie. I think it was him as a little kid, and I guess he makes like a makeshift key and he just unlocks all these doors and he just have all these kids following him. So the movie that I think about every time I think of that is that movie about, please, sir, serve me more. That movie. Oh, Oliver Twist. Yeah. So that's the only thing. I can never get past that part for some reason. There's always like something that pops up. 
Wait, the Oliver Twist scene is in the is in the beginning of the yeah. movie. That's like the first five minutes. You never yep. got past that. Never got past it. Never. <laughs> Something always happens. Like it's either. Yeah, I don't even think that was the first five minutes. I think that was like the first forty five Yo, seconds. They're, the they're always. It's like when that movie's on. It's like I'm about to head out somewhere, <laughs> or I'm sleepy, and it's like, oh, okay, the Saints is on. Let me. <laughs> then I'll, I'll fall asleep. Then I wake up in the morning time or something. Is I never finish watching that that movie, so I always think of Oliver Twist. I don't know. That movie is just. I mean, I heard good things. I heard good things about that movie though. <laughs> uh, up next, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two just wrapped production, so that's good news. That means they're now off to post production, which might take a little bit of a little bit of time because we know that there's a lot of heavy visual effects. But we're excited to see that, and we're excited to see what's going to pop up in the mid-credits and end-credits. Wait a minute. Um, going back to uh, that movie that we were just talking the about, same. the guy, uh, the Hughes oh. brothers, that one, it was only one Hugh brother who, who actually, the Hugh, Hughes brother who's done it, and he's done a lot of movies. Like what? Uh, Olympus Has Fallen, Shooter, The Equalizer. Training Day. Training Day is the only one I like out of those. The uh, The Magnificent Seven. Oh, that one's coming out. Suge Knight. He's got a documentary about that. The Man Who Made It Snow. He's got that movie coming out. Southpaw. Brooklyn's Finest. I didn't even know he did all these movies. God damn it. Huh. Well, the more you know. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Um. We also mentioned a couple episodes ago that Charlie's Theron is going to be in the new Fast and Furious movie. Now they got Helen Mirren, mm. Ellen Mirren, Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren. Yeah, Helen Mirren. To be in this movie. What type of budget do they have to get these good actors in it? What are you these what? good actors thinking? They're trying to class up the joint, man. That's what they're trying to do. It's, it's basically like, I think a Fast uh, 8, I think that's what it's going to be called. As a um, let's say, let's say that you're living in a one bedroom studio apartment, right? And you really want to class up the joint. So what you do is uh, you go to IKEA, and you go to the high end of IKEA, and you put like some finer stuff in there. You put uh, a pull-out bed, uh, <laughs> a pull-out bed, the finer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all you can do. That's all you can get. You pull out. You get that full, the pull-out bed. Uh, you put up some uh, Art Deco displays. You put up uh, a mirror so you, so it can seem more roomy. And that's that's exactly what they're doing to Fast 8. They're trying to class up the joint. So it looks like it's more expensive than it actually is. Even though it's a cheap piece of shit. Yeah, it's a cheap piece of shit. They're but basically sh- a polishing a turd. Yeah, that's all they're doing. That's what uh, Charlize and Helen are doing right now. They're just polishing up a piece of shit. You know what? I don't even know what's what's the end. Well, who do you think they're gonna get next? Who do you think they're gonna get it? I mean, what big name could they possibly get? Liam Neeson? <laughs> I can see. I it. don't even consider that a big name anymore, man. What? After Taken, he's like he's like every he's got other, one more. He's a regular. He's like <laughs> another Vin Diesel. He's like a regular guy now. He, he used to no, be. But he's still he good, used man. to be Academy Award nominated because I don't think he ever won Academy Award nominated actor. Liam Neeson, and then after he started doing these taking movies, Liam Neeson. Yeah, I think he just stopped giving a fuck, man. I think he just got to the point that it's like, you know what? They're never gonna give me one of these. I'm getting all these offers. Let me start taking them. Ever since he started, ever since he came out with the uh, what's that remake? 
of uh, Clash of the Titans when he was in that movie. Oh, I forgot about that. You yeah, that? that is when they start that, calling Liam that Neeson. fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking shit show. Oh my gosh, that's when that's when everything just went downhill. Because the first taking was good. If it would have, if they would have just left it at the first taking, I'd have been on board. But I don't know, man. All I know is they got another. They got another one coming out. No way. Yeah, they got another taking coming out. Oh my god. And. I don't know who I don't know who else is gonna be in it. It's probably gonna be called uh, G- Gone Return. Bitch. Gone Bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Bye, bitch. I'm not really sure anymore. <laughs> it's gonna be called something. I don't know. Because at this point, it's like your daughter's already been taken. Your wife and you have already been taken. Who else can you take? <laughs> who else? Mm. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, um, so uh, my our power went out, and we're still recording. Yeah, we're still recording, and the power still. Oh, yeah, we still got we still got power. We're still good. Is there is it is the recorder running on battery? Yeah, it's running on battery, but we had like two oh. batteries. Now it's on AC. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? It's all this crazy weather that we're having in Florida. Yeah, actually, it's crazy weather's everywhere. But um, oh, we can talk about EA. Yes. Oh, E3. Uh, okay, well, that's I guess we're done with uh. News, well, movie news. E3? I don't know if this is part of movie news. Okay, yeah. Um, what well, I mean, E three came out, and uh, there's a lot of things that are happening. Um, the cinema, the cinematic things that they're showing for these video games are phenomenal. Uh, there is, there's a question that comes up to my in my mind. I mean, since video games are going to go to this VR set up i want to know if there's going to be any movies that's going to be vr and i seriously believe that horror movies that are vr it's going to be the next step well they already came up with that that movie the point of view movie i forgot what it was called i didn't see it i know what you're talking about though i haven't seen it though it was a horror movie no it was an action action movie movie. action oh you're talking about that one oh i forgot uh something something action joe (laughs) <laughs> action Joe it's something like that it's, man. Something, like it's that. something like that it's action Joe or something like that it's a I haven't heard any good things from it not one good thing from it but um there was a lot of hype around it because it was it started off as a kickstarter so I mean I'll probably watch it when it comes out on uh like on demand or something but I seriously believe that horror movies are gonna be the way to go for uh for VR cause I can see like um you in uh, you got your goggles on and you're just looking around and you see the person who's going to be killed and you see the killer walking down the hall but you see that the people who are about to be killed are not they they don't see him so you're like yo you looking <laughs> around like oh shit yo get out of there get out of there next thing you know boom they get killed they cut to another scene of the people get killed and you're watching everything it could be called witness that movie can be called witness that so already, be that's already taken. Is it? Yeah, it could be was... called Taken then. How about that? <laughs> Put Liam Neeson in there and Taken for Whatever you guys are doing with Taken, get rid of that whole script. Put a VR in that. Put a... Put... what? How many? Like four GoPros. Put them in a ball and then just have you be the person who's being taken. Or <laughs> you're playing as Liam Neeson just going around taking people. I think that's the way... I think that's the premise of the movie. I'm not really sure because... I want to see one taken, and that was the first one. And every other taken, I'm like, nah, I'm good. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to uphold his name, man. <laughs> it sucks that he's doing these things. And he's doing cameos. He's a you know what he's a character of himself. That's what he is. He's he was not, on he was on Key and Peel. When they were talking they were talking about taken and he popped up. He's a character. Maybe maybe he's a maybe he's a gambling man. Maybe that's what the problem. Maybe <laughs> he's doing all these things so he could pay off his uh, gambling debts. I don't know. Keep it up, Liam. <laughs> Keep it up. But uh, what else is next? I mean, I think that's pretty much it for uh, movie, movie news. news. Uh, we do the do the sound effect that did you do do. The, the news sound effect. Oh, I almost did it again. I almost did it again. <laughs> All right. For the news. Uh, so what we mentioned earlier was that uh, today we went on a little field trip and uh, we checked out a place down here in South Florida. Uh, I'm sure there's places like this around the country, but they must be hard to find. Um, this place is located in Wilton Manors, Florida. It is called Retro Video. A uh, really cool place. It's located on 2420 North Dixie Highway, Wilton Manors. And um, <clears throat> it reminded me, not, nah, I, I can't say it reminded me of Blockbuster because it looked totally different, but mm-hmm. you can rent movies. Yeah. I, I, I kind of got the same feel like Blockbuster because I'm I was looking around I was actually browsing you know like oh let me see what they got <laughs> you know so I got the the the, the Blockbuster esque feel to it even though I didn't get the whole the whole the whole feel of it you know what I mean oh, the whole Blockbuster thing even though I know there's some Blockbusters that are still around in the United States there's one that's in Ohio uh, and I, that's the only one I know about because every other one that I thought that were open down here in Florida are all closed. But um, it was a it was a cool vibe. But this place was really cool. They have um dollar rentals. You can rent a DVD for a dollar. Yeah, and for up to two days. Amazing. Uh they had VHS and DVDs for sale. They had a box of stuff that you could just grab and you can just take for free. They had movie posters that were signed by celebrities and directors. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was working, I don't know if he's the owner. He seemed like it was yeah, like really. He's, he, he he's like really helpful. Yeah, man. He, he knew a lot. <laughs> you know, we should we should next time we go over there, we should talk to him see if he want to get on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Because he seems like he knows about movies. It'll be cool if we could like I don't know. I was gonna say it'll be cool if we could set up shop there. And record the Where? episode there, but there is no space. Where? <laughs> Maybe outside. Maybe outside where cars just drive right, right but it's by just us. so freaking humid, uh, though. Have you been to the back of the store? What? Oh, wait, where What's it was the... like all VHS, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could do something behind that. Ah, that was, there was a lot of boxes and stuff in the way, man. Oh, for real? There was like a lot of dust. I don't know. But we'll see. Um, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind doing it outside, but it's kind of humid right yeah. now, man. It's like yeah, today it was like 95 degrees out. Oh, I don't even want to think about the heat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you guys ever have a chance, go check it out. Even if you're not, I mean, I know all of you guys are addicted to Netflix and streaming television and movies, but just check it out. It's not just movies. They've got um, old vintage vinyl, which I know all of you guys are all of a sudden into this now. So I know you, you guys yeah. will like it. Last year, uh, vinyl sold more than CDs, so... 
Come on now. <laughs> Somebody's buying these vinyls. Somebody's buying it. Um, they got all this memorabilia. They had Star Wars toys. They had all these like cool-ass posters. I mean, if you're into movies the way we are, if you're listening to this, then you absolutely have to check this place out. Yes. And if you are listening to this, you can uh, hit the like or hit that that heart, whatever that is on the on the bottom of the SoundCloud, or just rate us on uh, iTunes. Or go on Facebook, show us love. Show us some love. You know? And you know what? Show us love and show and tell us about your friends. <laughs> Wait, not tell us about your friends. Tell <laughs> your friends about us. <laughs> you know, you know what? Yeah, tell us about your friends too. <laughs> Leave a little comment. Tell tell us about your friends so then uh when they do like this page, you know it's not gonna be a dry like. So then we'll be like, Oh yeah, you're uh you're friends with this person. I heard that you like sports. That's that's a that's a cool thing. And that's it, you know? A little small conversation. But just show us some love, all right? And where else can they check us out? So it's Facebook, SoundCloud, SoundCloud soon to be YouTube, soon iTunes, to be YouTube, iTunes. And then what was the other site that you told me about oh, that we're on Stitcher. Today? We're on Stitcher, too. We're, gonna, we're on Stitcher. We're going to be on Google Play for iTunes. And hopefully, if, uh, if the gods are in our favor, or the cards, I'm not really sure how these things go, but... Um, we could be on Spotify as well because they just added a podcast podcast oh, to shit. Spotify the beginning of this year. And it's a slow process in order to get your podcast on Spotify. Yeah, but I mean, it can happen. Hmm. We could do it. <laughs> what else? What else do we have up next? So, yeah, retro video was fun. Um, ooh, assignment from our for all our listeners. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. yep. So, I mean, we chose not to review a movie today, a new movie today, because we didn't see anything that really caught our attention that got released today. But to even next, though we know that uh, Finding uh, Dorothy uh, came out today, <laughs> we knew that movie came out today. But um, I really wasn't feeling feeling watching that movie. I want to watch it. He want to watch it. <laughs> He's going to watch it. But I ain't going to watch it. You know, that's one of those movies that uh, it's a Pixar movie. So I'm going to watch that in the comfortability of my own home when it comes out on demand. So then I won't just be the weird guy who's just walking out <laughs> with a bunch of kids wearing shorts at, nonetheless. So I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but next weekend, uh, big movie coming out, Independence Day. Yep, yep. Uh, some theaters are going to do like a back-to-back showing of the old film plus the new film. Mm-hmm. And one of the most memorable scenes from the original Independence Day. One of the scenes that stands out the most is the famous presidential speech. Yeah. Um, I'm not even trying to reenact I, it. I, I got a little bit of it. Go. Um, we will not go into the dark moonlight. <laughs> I think that was from Batman. That yeah, was? The devil and the God pale moon. Oh, no, that was pale moonlight. Sorry, I messed you up. Sorry. That's all I remember. <laughs> we, don't, it's, we will not vanish without a fight. Yes. And I know that uh, in the beginning of the of the speech, he says, "Good morning," and then uh, I guess his mic doesn't work, so he touches it. Crick. Good morning. <laughs> I know he does that in the movie because I was like, "What happened? Was it is that was that really what happened in the movie, or was that just like him just improv?" And I don't know what the fuck it was, but I know that happened. Today we celebrate our Independence Day, and no one can forget the best. Um, movie extra of all time which was that guy who was like saluting him yeah like really extreme <laughs> he did like a hard salute with his hand he went ah that salute 
made me want to salute. <laughs> that salute that he did, man. So, um, in honor of that great speech, we got an assignment for all our listeners. We would love to see your top five greatest, like, epic movie speeches. And there's so many to pick from. You got yeah. Braveheart. You've got... You got Planes, Trains, and Automobile. Because yeah. that monologue that... um. Oh man, John Candy. John Candy did was fucking phenomenal. You know, you got uh, remember the Titans, the Dark Knight Rises the, with Bane. Oh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah Bane did a you're right, you're right. pretty epic speech. Um, God, like, oh the King's speech, the King's speech. <laughs> <laughs> you got like three inside the King's speech alone. You got the one that the guy who's actually training him, and you have uh, the actual King Lear. What king was that? Whatever the the British king who actually did the speech and he did like three speeches in that that uh that movie, which were pretty cool. The last one was the you best. got Pearl Harbor. And then you got Pearl Harbor. You got this is a day that will live in infamy. You have a lot. You have a lot of fucking uh, monologues to throw in there. I mean, wait, are there any monologues from women in movies? Jeez, I can't remember one from a woman. I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that. I'm trying to be sexy though, <laughs> but <laughs> I just can't remember a monologue from a woman. Wait, I think uh, I think Charlize Theron had one in uh, in uh, Mad Max. Probably. But Somebody said something when they when they said, "Let's go back." We nope. That was uh, that was Mad Max who had that <laughs> speech. Oh my gosh, there's not a lot of women who have... Hey, you know what? That could be another assignment. Can you please throw in, in oh, that list No, I know a good one. Mm. Um, in Bridesmaids, Kristen Wiig is all depressed, and then Melissa McCarthy visits her with those puppies, with those golden retriever puppies. Oh, yeah. And then she like cheers her up. Okay, that's a good one. No. You know what? I think in your list, can you please throw in like one female speech? <laughs> one good one, one solid one, because I know that uh, there has to be one in Aliens. Because she's on the screen a lot. There has to be one in Sex in the City. Oh, I've seen that. But you know what? In Aliens, it wasn't really a speech. It was more like a... I, the most memorable line that I could remember from Sigourney Weaver is, uh, uh, don't you touch her, you bitch. Yeah. And she says that You're to right. the Queen Alien. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> she does say that. But I, I guess you could count that. That was pretty epic. Nah. No? What is that? That's like one sentence. <laughs> That's not even a paragraph. <laughs> That's not even a paragraph. There has to oh there has to be one that's in Devil Wears Prada. I had never oh, seen that yeah. movie. There has to be something in there. But just throw that throw something in there. Give us something. Because <laughs> I really can't. I, I really can't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we plan on watching that movie. Uh, wait, when this comes out, we plan on watching that tomorrow. Because when this one when this uh, uh, podcast comes out, it's going to be Thursday. So we plan on watching that on Friday. Hopefully, I can watch it on Friday because I'm going through a surgery. Oh shit, that's right. But I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be meted up though. I'm gonna be meted up. Just so you guys know, <laughs> Pat's gonna be going into surgery next week. Yep. So please show your love. Yeah. Show your love on the show site. Show your love by getting two friends to like our Facebook and reviewing us on iTunes and commenting on SoundCloud. I know that sounds like a lot. But you know what? If you really think about it, you don't even have to leave your chair in order to do all three of those. You can do it right on your phone. Right there. It's amazing. Technology. <laughs> uh, 
several episodes ago we talked about what we were going to do a top list of like top 80s teens movie but then we decided to change it and make it more general into top teen movies period so we're going to go over those lists tonight uh one of our listeners in california was was going to call in uh, our friend mike but unfortunately because of the time difference uh he's busy right now he's working so he can't really call in but uh, we love you, Mike, and <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be on our next uh, next episode when we go over the top five epic speeches. Yeah. So please start getting your your list ready now. Uh, Pat or Anthony, who wants to go first on your lists? I'll go if you want. Go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. So start with top number five. What's your number five best teen movie of all time? Oh well, I just kind of put these in random order, so no, you could just <clears throat> just go five. And I say my five, you say your five. Okay, we just go five, then four. We just do the countdown. Oh, so it's just one movie right yeah. now. Yeah. All right, so I would start off with the Lost Boys. Ooh, that's a good movie. That's a good one. Uh, one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, yeah, you could say it's a teen movie. Most of those kids were, I would say, in high school. Yeah, they're supposed to be in high school. Uh, really? and those were real vampires, not Twilight bullshit vampires. <laughs> Really? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> really enjoyed that film, especially the soundtrack as well. Uh, they do a really good cover of the Doors. Uh, People are strange in that film. Yeah, damn, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and uh, good uh, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim film. Really enjoyed that one. You know what? I will say that that's the best Corey Feldman and Corey Haim film. Yeah, I think that's the best one. Yeah. So, so, Pat, what's your number go five? Go with Mines, and Mines is uh, <clears throat> If Looks Could Kill, which is a teen movie. I'm calling it a teen movie, even though I think he's uh, supposed to be graduating high school in that movie. It's about a guy, it's about a kid who's a teenager who gets mistaken for a U.S. spy. And um, what happens in the beginning of the movie is that the actual spy dies, and apparently the kid and the, the spy guy... <laughs> Both they both say uh, share the same name, so when the kid goes to the airport, the people, uh, the whole U.S. government or whatever, they collect him. They give him all these gadgets and stuff like he's 007. Like they give him like some shoes that uh, that can basically stick to walls. They give him, uh, I think they give him a pin that turns into a bomb. I haven't seen it in a long time, and they give him like a Ferrari and every, all this other cool stuff. And what he does with that stuff is basically what I would have done while I was in high school if everybody thought I was a spy. They gave him a suitcase full of money, American greenbacks, and they gave him like some European money. Not euros, because it wasn't your uh, euros in the time. I think pounds? It was like, yeah. <clears throat> nah, British pounds? Those British pounds. I think they were in France or something. I'm not sure Franks. what France used, but it was France. Franks. Franks. I think that's what they call it. And uh, the movie was amazing. Uh, he almost he almost getting he almost ends up getting killed by a hooker who tries to kill him with a scorpion. Which I look back on it now, and uh, how the hell could that have happened? But that was a cool part because for some reason somebody has a rocket. I'm I'm vaguely remembering this movie. <laughs> somebody has a RPG and they just shoot it through the house that he was in. He couldn't he couldn't figure out the condoms. <laughs> There's a lot you're of random just, stuff. You're throwing in all these random things. I'm like, all what? I know is that I'm throwing in all these other things. But once you watch that movie, you're gonna enjoy it. I guarantee it. You're gonna say, "Oh, this is with the condom part. Oh, this is that hooker. That's the scorpion. Those are the suction shoes." 
and everything. It's 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 an amazing movie. It's an amazing movie. And that's my number five. Uh, my number five is a movie that people forget is a teen movie. Um, I think this movie stands the test of time. I think, it, it, actually, I don't think this has happened multiple times. We've thrown parties and we reenacted a scene, a dance move from this movie. My number five pick is House Party. Yep. Solid. Starring uh, Kid and Play. And check this out. The movie had a budget of $2.5 million, which that's low. Yeah. That's a super low budget. And they came out on top with $26 million. So that's a pretty good profit off of a $2 million Damn. project. Um, movie was shot back in the 90s. Um, and I just found out that the lead roles were originally supposed to be for DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. They were supposed to be the, the two lead actors. Really? Yeah. Could you imagine? It might have worked. It still would have been good. Yeah, it still would have been good. <laughs> it still would have been good, but Kid and Play was still awesome, yeah. though. They I don't think I don't think, uh, I don't think those dance scenes would have been as cool. No, yeah, absolutely Even not. Even though Will Smith is a pretty good dancer, I could say that. yeah. But I, I have never seen Jazzy Jeff dance before. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he he, he would have played uh, Martin Lawrence's character since he's the DJ in yeah. House, House Party. Yeah, I can see oh, that. Oh, my God. I forgot Martin was in that movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's an awesome movie. Basically, to sum up the movie, it's two guys that want to throw the most ultimate party before they graduate. Yeah. How can you not enjoy this movie? Because this is something that we've all tried to do when we were in high school. Um, all right, and that's number five. How about number four, Anthony? Uh, I picked a pretty, I guess, a popular film out of the ones I have. I picked Superbad. Oh, nice. That's a nice pick. Um, I mean, when the movie came out, I remember everyone, I was in high school at the time when the movie came out, and everyone was talking about it was the funniest film they had ever seen, and a lot of hype around the film, and this was really what launched uh, I would say Seth Rogen and like a lot of like the Jonah Hills and Michael Sarah. I feel like that film really launched their careers to what they are now. It's a pretty f- flat out like uh, teen comedy about kids just trying to get laid in high school, trying to get booze, and they f- they fit all the right elements into this film. And it yeah. wasn't even an '80s film. It came out in '07, and. Yeah, I think that movie pr- hit close to home for me because I graduated 04. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this movie came out in 07, I still kind of like I knew I felt I felt what they were going through because <laughs> I remembered because it was still fresh in my memory. I was like, yeah, man, I remember that one girl I wanted to talk to and didn't have the courage until there was like a party. And even at the party, I fucked it up. And- Fuck it up. Oh, my gosh, man. I don't even want to talk about that, man. <laughs> so uh. shit. <laughs> So man, <laughs> I'm still fucking up nowadays, man. I'm still fucking up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, uh, my movie is uh, the Wood. Uh, I don't remember who directed it. I don't know the names of the people who were in it. I just know that when I watched it, it was in a 99 cent movie theater, <laughs> and I enjoyed every minute of it because it was just a whole bunch of funny scenes in that movie. Uh, it was about a a kid who. Moves from one area to another, and uh, he tries to get his. He tries to, you know, just try to, you know, fall in line with everybody else. But then next, you know, he just ends up falling. He 
his he ends up making friends with like uh kind of like you could say like the outcast group but there's really not an out, outcast group in uh that neighborhood whatever and in one scene they dared him to touch a girl's butt and i remember being in like school and people saying yo I dare you to go touch your butt. Like, nah, 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 I ain't gonna do that. He's like, no, I dare you, dude. I'll give you $5. You know what? $5 when you were in school, it's a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, you just go, like, let me go do it. Let me just run by and do it. And he actually did it in the movie. And when he did it, she said that she's going to get her brother on him. And everybody was like, oh, snap. Everything got real. In the movie, he ends up getting beat up. But it was so funny because the scene, all you see is just him getting punched then you just see like a another shot of all you just see is just the sky and it was a uh what you call it a, a monologue internal monologue that he was having then you just see a figure go right over the sky and then it would just start punching wailing down on the on the screen so it was like he was getting punched pummeled <laughs> as he was having his monologue inside of his head and i was like yo this movie is the coolest movie in the world he ends up at the end of uh the movie oh i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about this one Because this one You got to watch it If you haven't seen The Wood You're missing out It's it's one of those It's a hood classic It's a teen classic It's an awesome movie It's just It's, uh, it's outright just fantastic Alright I'm done <laughs> <laughs> Alright my number four pick Is a movie that everybody should know about The Breakfast Club Oh yeah Breakfast Club, directed by John Hughes, who's probably like the the god of uh, teen movies, of directing teen movies, because that's pretty much what he did. That was like ninety percent of his mm-hmm. uh, of his movies. Uh, this movie came out in the nineteen eighties. Um, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Miss uh, Pretty in Pink herself, Miss Teen, Miss Eighties Teen Movie. Yeah, <laughs> and this was another movie that made a huge profit, budget of one million dollars, and they made fifty million in the box office. Huge success. Uh, but I mean, I don't need. Do I really have to go over this plot? You guys no. know about this kids in detention. It is part of our zeitgeist. It's like it's part of our culture. Even though you have never seen a movie, there's probably somebody out there who is spitting lines from that movie or re- referencing that movie to you. And. You know you experienced this, man. It's it, they have a kid from every demographic of high school. You got the jock, you got the stuck-up girl, you got the outcast, you got the nerd. They're all spending time in detention, and because they're forced to be together in this room, they have to interact with each other. That is the movie, and with that simple plot, you got tears and you got laughs. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, Anthony. For um, my third pick, I'd pick Fast Times at Richmond High. Uh, another 80s film uh, written by Cameron Crowe. Well, he first wrote the book and then wrote the screenplay for the film. Um, it has a young Sean Penn, if anyone remembers him in that movie with the with the bl- long blonde hair, plays the surfer stoner kid. Um, it's just a really, really, really funny film, especially um, if you're used to the like National Lampoon's Animal Animal House, like that sort of raunchy comedy. It's sort of the same kind, but takes place in high school. Um, everybody remembers the Phoebe Cates yeah. s- scene. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Coming yep. out of the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Judge Reinhold. Uh, just daydreaming while he's masturbating in the bathroom. 
Anna. She she actually ends up catching him. Oh man, the worst. <laughs> hey, did you know Cameron Crowe pulled off like a twenty one Jump Street? He to 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 be accurate with the source material, he actually like he snuck into a high school, yeah. into a classroom, and pretended he was one of the students. And he started like interviewing these kids and like studying them, and that's how he wrote the script. Really? Yeah. You. Right now, he'll be considered as a creep. <laughs> I think that was the first movie. That was the first like high school movie that started off. I mean, nah, I don't think nobody movies. has Porky's in their list. <laughs> but you know that got that you know Porky's has to get a, like an honorable mention because those movies I never saw it. You never seen any of the Porky's? No, I know I know like Bill Murray was in the first one, and that's all I know. I've seen them all. <laughs> and I think it's just kids trying to like pork each other. Yeah, that's it. That's all it was about, man. It was just like just pork porkies, man. It had an alien in one of them. I think it was like the summer, the summer of porkies or something. They had an alien in one of them. There was one point that uh it was like the invention of a glory hole in one of them. And then uh the PE coach for the females, she ended up grabbing the guys like dick from the <laughs> from the hole and he just couldn't leave. And she was holding on to it. It was, man, when I was a little kid, that was hilarious. It's still hilarious now. I don't know if I would still laugh as much as I did when I was a little kid, but <laughs> that was just, it was just like raunchy comedy, man. Raunchy comedy, just like Toxic uh, Avengers. Oh, Toxic my Crusaders. God. Toxic Avengers. Yeah. It's just, um, my number, we're number three right now? Yeah. My number three is uh, The Warriors. The movie that came out in the seventies, um, I'm I'm thinking that as a teen movie because these guys had to be uh, teenagers. They had to have been. But uh, let me give you a little uh, synopsis. Uh, what happens is that um, one guy, he's he I guess he's king of all the gangs. He tries to get this summit going to unite all the gangs together, and uh, under one fist, under his fist. And it starts to go as planned as he's talking on the merry-go-round or one of those jungle gym things. And gunshot is fired and he ends up getting killed. Another gang blames the warriors for this man's uh, slaughter. So all the gangs that were there in turn tried to kill this uh, gang. And they're just trying to make it down to their home turf, which is Coney Island. And... Which uh, let's say uh, a movie ensues, but uh, the cool thing about this movie is that not too long ago they just had their reunion, and they actually got the original cast of the Warriors to do that that uh that whole iconic train to Coney Island, uh, Coney Island, as they're like like right now, they they just did it like a couple of days ago and they just released the video. I think it was CNN. That did it, and it was pretty cool, man. I felt real uh, nostalgic about it. That's my pick, number three. I think my favorite thing about uh, about the Warriors was uh, the DJ. Hey there, man, pajamas. Oh, yeah. and Hey, you then. And then I, I knew I recognized that voice. I'm like, I know that lady. Yeah. And when I looked it up, she's the freaking host of uh, one of our favorite TV shows when yep. we were a kid. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Hey there, gumshoes. Like, she still had the <laughs> same voice. That was my favorite part. Uh, my number three pick for 
top teen movies is 16 candles another another john hughes shout out um star starring once again molly ringwald yep yep um and the plot of this movie i thought was really funny everyone forgets her birthday when you're in high school like now you know when we're at our age we really don't give a shit mm -hmm. but when you're in high school man that hurts because you know that on your birthday you're supposed to get like a free pass Hell yeah. You know, your family's supposed to treat you a little bit nicer. Mm -hmm. At school, if you didn't do your work, it's all right. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's like a it's like a throw, like a, I don't know, like a laid back type of day. If it was on the weekend, you know, you, you know, you throw yourself a party. So she ends up having the worst day ever on top of the fact that everyone forgot that it was her birthday. So she feels 100 percent neglected. Uh, now, they didn't forget. Some of them just didn't know. They just didn't care. They didn't give a care. Like, yeah, they didn't know. I don't know you. I don't know that's your birthday. It was a bad movie. No, it's a good, sad movie. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was a good, sad movie. Crazy shower scene. You know what I just realized? Yo, these 80s movies, man, they did not care about portraying women. I mean, high school girls naked. Oh, yeah. You're Fast right. Times at Richmond High. This movie had a crazy shower scene. You had the popular girl, the popular blonde girl showering. And she's just like looking at her, admiring her body. I was like, what am I watching? I feel weird. <laughs> I feel weird watching this. But I think because when I was watching those movies, I never thought of them as like high school chicks. Well, I mean, uh, they were a lot older than me. <laughs> they were always a lot older than me. But now I just think of them as adults. Oh, no, actually, it's still perverted to just watch those <laughs> movies. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm backing out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, number two. Uh, my number two is Encino Man. Oh, <clears throat> damn. Um, That's a good movie. Pauly Shore, Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, basically, Sean Astin's character is trying to build a pool in his backyard. And while he's digging the hole, he finds a huge ice block and finds out that it's Brendan Fraser, who's a caveman. So they basically thaw him out. Uh, he's basically about their age in the film, and they're basically trying to teach him how to live in what, it, what I forgot what year it was like ninety two, I believe. They're trying to make him uh, live a normal teenage life in high school, but they're teaching a caveman how to do this. So, and they're teaching a caveman the worst thing: high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then he becomes a popular kid in school, though. Right. He can barely speak English, but he somehow attracts the whole crowd of high school kids in this film yeah it's a film that i always watched when i was a kid and you it's probably not the greatest rating film that you could find out there but it's just one of those films i mean it's a movie with brandon frazier in it it's not gonna be uh the highest rated movie. and Polly shore as well and Polly shore so but i mean they did turn that uh it has an iconic scene that was also turned into a meme with uh the guy who was waving at the girl in the back of the class and then you just see her boyfriend just pop in, <laughs> shaking his head no. I mean, that right there. I mean, every now and then I think about that scene, I just start cracking up because it's like, oh, my gosh, man. I feel so bad Did for Did you ever him, have man. that situation? I had definitely had that situation in high school where, like, you had the crush on the girl, but she was, her boyfriend was, like, your mortal enemy. Like, oh there's just that gosh. one guy you can't mess she, with. She dated the dick. So it was like, oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> Oh, that man. is so funny, man. 
I'm, I'm picturing his face because after he waved and he saw that the boyfriend came up, he tried to like do that little like, oh, I'm gonna look around. <laughs> so he put his head up and like just rolled it back down. I'm like, oh man, I feel bad for him. We've all been there. <laughs> Pat, what's your number two? Uh, my number two pick was Breakfast Club, and we already described that, so I'm moving on. <laughs> Uh, my number two is a movie that I saw a couple days ago because we celebrated the 30-year anniversary of this movie, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. Another John Hughes gem. Another big profit. $5 million budget, box office $70 million. Yo, I didn't know that these movies did that crazy in the box office compared to their budgets, man. It's insane. But um, let me just say... Yeah, that's better than nowadays if you really think about it. I'm, t- I'm not talking about like just money-wise. I'm just talking about if you were to like per per capita. I think that's how they do the math. I'm not really sure. But like if you per uh, per body that watched that movie, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there was more people who watched movie theater, movies in a movie theater than nowadays. Because um, let's let me just throw it out that Civil War made a uh, cost $250 million to make. And it only grossed one point one billion. One point one Yeah, I think it was one point one billion dollars. That's not that doesn't if if uh, that movie Ferris Bueller was to come out nowadays and it costs like uh sh- I'm not gonna do the math. If it costs that much I'm just saying that Ferris Bueller made more money per capita. Compared to like a, yeah, block, a blockbuster of today, yeah, I think Ferris Bueller would basically been like a billion dollar movie, a comedy, a billion dollar comedy that that is unprecedented. But um, this movie, I I have a tradition with this movie. I don't know about you guys, but my tradition, or I should say, I had a tradition with this movie. Whenever I was sick, or whenever I didn't have to go to school because of the FCAT, since I had already passed it, I didn't have to go to retake it. I always put this movie on because that's exactly what this movie is it's about not having to go to school and spending the best day ever by just hanging out with your friends and just doing the most random shit that you can possibly think of and I think the the, I I quote Ferris Bueller um, you know life moves pretty fast if you don't stop and look around once in a while you can miss it and those words are truth that yeah. is truth right there. Um, just go ahead, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's available on Hulu. Check it out. Stream it. Funny movie. Just fun from beginning to end. And Anthony, what's your number one? My number uh, one teen movie is Scream. Uh, Wes Cra- Craven film. Uh, came out in 96, I believe. Um, it's basically... Uh, murder happens in high school <laughs> and they're trying to figure out who did it but then they start realizing that it it's probably a student in this specific high school and one thing i i do love about this film is how they basically it's sort of a satire and they're making fun of the horror genre within the horror movie uh, there's a famous the, the, uh, there's a popular scene in the film where uh, Jamie Kennedy is watching Halloween on TV, and he's basically talking to um, 
uh, what's her name from Halloween? Jamie Lee Curtis. And he's, yeah. based, and he's telling her, he's behind you. He's behind you. And as he's saying that, the killer in the film is behind Jamie Kennedy. So I, one thing I, I did like about it is how, how they make fun of it. And this film basically uh, made horror movies in the 90s popular again. Because during that time, a lot of films weren't uh, box office hits. They're really going down. Um, yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> All right. I think that, yeah, I think that was like the return of the slasher flicks because yeah. after that you had I know what she did. I last know summer. what you did last oh, summer. Did Urban last summer. Legends. You had a bunch of these movies, and they were all shit compared to Scream. Scream was like yeah, Scream, and it's funny because Scream was a parody. Yeah, and yeah, and it, it was better than all. You know, these. I think that's where that whole uh, that whole thing about dissecting movies. That's where I start picking up on it. Like everybody start figuring out how like everything has like a formula to it. Like horror movies had a formula to it. Like that whole uh, you never say I'll be back because that means that you're gonna die. Like when I watched that movie, I was like, I don't think that's I don't think that's true. But it's like, yeah, man, if you watch every horror movie that came out in the eighties. Yeah, it's like you never say I'll be back because you won't. That's it. You're dead. And it's pretty cool, man. I mean, nowadays everybody knows that there's a formula to all these movies. It's funny because people use that formula in real life. Like when you're stuck in a situation where you're like in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. like you know not to split up, you know yeah. not to say I'll be <laughs> That's back. True. <laughs> uh, you, you know not to do those things, man, because I mean, it's in your, it's in your mental. So you can't, you, like, nah, you never say, I'll be back. You don't split up because bad shit, because you know what bad shit do, does happen when you split up. You never hang out with the slut if you never. do split up. You never, because you're going to, yeah, you're going to get some, but you know what? You're also going to get dead, too. <laughs> you're also going to get dead. Uh, Wait, where are we at? Oh, my movie, number yeah. one? No, you're number one. All right. Um, My selection for the number one pick is The Goonies. Which came out in 1985. Oh, came out June 7th. It's an anniversary. Last year was mm-hmm. the anniversary of uh, Goonies. Uh, it was directed by Richard Donner. Who directed stars. Superman. Really? Yeah, Richard huh. Donner. Look at that. <laughs> so um, it stars Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Jeff, and Jeff Cohen with the a slew. It was a slew of uh, not. They were not famous back then, but they became famous later on. Um, one of did, the one of the Corys. Yeah, one of the Corys. Yeah, it was one of the Corys. Who, who also one of the Corys was also a teenager or a teenage mutant ninja turtle, which is also a teen movie if you really think about it, because it's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> um. Here's the catch line for the movie. In order to save their home from foreclosure, a group of misfits, love that word, set out to find a pirate's ancient treasure. That's cool. I mean, that, that right there is, it, it writes itself. I'm already sold. They, there's nothing better than a, a group of kids trying to discover something, like some type of adventure or something. This, uh, the only thing that would have made this movie even better if... Um, Steven Spielberg would have threw his hat, threw his name into the hat on this movie right here. I think it would have been a little bit better. But he wrote it. Shit. 
Fuck it. Yeah, it's already good. <laughs> right? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> That's why I threw his name he in there. It. Steven Spielberg, you son of a bitch. <laughs> good good show, man. Good show. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it, man. And I think he like helped produce it too. Like if you look at the the, the yeah, VHS cover, it says Steven Spielberg presents. But you see, the thing is, is that it doesn't have his uh his touch where um like in um E. T. by the way. That house that was in uh, what's that movie that we saw? The Nice Guys, the beginning house. That was the house that was in ET. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the same house that was in ET that uh, he actually found the extraterrestrial thing. Yo, uh, in the movie ET, in the beginning of the movie when there's a whole family and you see that they're all talking, mm-hmm. that that scene right there was so true to me, man. Because I have a big family and there's always people <laughs> who are just constantly just talking. And it's like you're having a conversation with one person, <laughs> but there's also another conversation that's happened across from you. And But were you the kid? Were you the kid that was trying to talk and nobody was listening yeah, to him? Yeah, that was me. So it's like, yo, I felt it. I felt that. And on top of that, um, the dialogue between the kids and how they're talking when uh, it's like, it's like, like, let's just say that uh, you see like somebody's walk, like a bunch of kids just walking down the street and they're having a conversation. Yo, that is in the script, and the way that is written is like it's just fluent. Like they, like the director just basically said, uh, "Yo, just talk about anything you want." Steven Spielberg has done that, and that he he did that in E.T. He did that in uh, what's that movie that came out recently that had uh, uh, it was about aliens, eight millimeter, not eight millimeter, Super Eight, Super Eight. He did that in Super Eight, and he kind of did that in this movie when they were in front yard and. Uh, but he, but he didn't. He didn't. That was J.J. Abrams. Really? Yeah. Nah, J.J. Yeah. So you think that wasn't a Steven, Steven Spielberg? Didn't he, have I think. I think. I think. No, no. No. I think what you're saying is right. I think because J.J. Abrams, he he said that he made that movie. That was kind of like his way of saying like thank you to Steven Spielberg. Oh. So wow. I think he was like using that style in that movie. Yeah, because yo, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, man, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling that whole little like. It's not. It's. It felt like organic, and uh, he did that in Goonies because I'm remembering now the scene that uh, they were in the front yard when they told uh, do the the truffle shuffle. Yeah. There was a scene that one of them rolls up on a bike and he's having a conversation with somebody else, and then one of the oldest brothers talking. He's yelling at the other brother, and everybody's just talking. He's like, "Yo, there's so much dialogue that's going <laughs> on. You don't know who to focus on, so you're just focusing on the whole scene." And I'm like, "Yo." That that's yo that that's growing up. Yeah, <laughs> that right there is like growing up, and I love that. That's why I like the Goonies, man. Goonies is a solid team movie. That's my pick. That's your number one. My <laughs> number one is a movie that a lot of people don't know about. Every time I mention this movie, people are like, "What? What movie is that? Who who's in it?" It is Angus. I think oh. Angus is probably one of the best underrated teen movies of all time. This was a movie from 1995. No one saw this movie. A budget of 1.5 million. They only made 4.8 million in the box office. <laughs> and then it went like straight to video. I didn't even see the movie when it came out in theaters. I When I went to go see it, it was too late. It was already in vi- on video. And that was just like, like a month later or something. And um, the main actor, Charlie Talbert, who plays Angus... He never made another movie. He did that really? one movie and like just disappeared off of the face of the earth. But I love this movie because it breaks 
the rules while still following the rules of 80s teen movies. You have the kid who's like the outcast and he's got the crush on the popular girl. He's got the jock who's in his way. But if you look at the kid, he's not cute. He's this like overweight guy, which I could relate to. He was like a really nerdy outcast, ugly looking kid. His best friend is like a freaky looking kid too. And, you know, he, he admits in the movie that he's got a, he's got an eating disorder. This kid, you know, has really low, low confidence and he eats a lot. Um, but the, the high school jocks play a prank on him. He ends up becoming prom king. So he has to go to the prom and he ends up becoming the guy who has to dance with the girl that he's in love with. Now he lives in a trailer. Oh wait, does he? No, he doesn't live in a trailer. He lives like in a shitty home. He can't afford to buy a tux which I could I could relate to when I was in high school. He had to wear this nasty ass like purple outfit and he didn't know how to dance. And throughout the whole movie, I learned the most important rule of life which he learns from his grandfather, which is, you know what? Screw him. That's what he taught him. That was the moral of the whole movie. Just screw him. You don't want to go to the dance? Go to the dance. Prove them wrong. He goes to the dance he ends up dancing with the girl, and then he finds out that the girl that he's in love with is a freak just like him because she happens to have, I shouldn't say the word freak, but she feels like a freak too because she has an eating disorder. She's bulimic. So the movie tackled some like you know some real like serious topics that other teen movies are scared to talk about. And at the end of the movie, you know, he walks her home, and she gives him a little kiss on the cheek, and that's it. That's, you know, it's not like they lived happily ever after. It was very realistic. Angus, awesome team movie. The soundtrack, it was a Green Day soundtrack. The whole movie is just Green Day songs. Wow. Back to back. 90s Green Day songs. So it's like the good Green Day. <laughs> and that's my number one pick of the week. Yep. Pick, I mean, not pick of the week. Uh, top, top 80s. Yeah. Not 80s. Top teen, teen movies. movies. God damn it. And if you guys have a top uh, team movies, you can email us at cttpodcast at gmail.com. That is cttpodcast at gmail.com. Or you could just leave it on the leave it in the comment section on the bottom of this uh, SoundCloud or file. Or post it on our Facebook page. Post it on our Facebook page. And we'll gladly write back to you and see if we, uh, we like your list. I don't know if you guys' list can ever touch ours, but uh, you could try, though. You could try. <laughs> we challenge you. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. That's the podcast, everybody. Um, I have been Pat. I have been Kevin. This is Anthony. And see you next week. Philip. Uh... <laughs> oh, th- thank you for having me, guys. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs>